<laughs> what a terrible! I didn't know where I was going with this. Hey, it's 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 crazy. And welcome um, to to Mike Minimum. That was a power finger touch. I know. Right well, we there. gotta go bigger, go home. There we go bigger, <laughs> go home. This is a special recording of a TMM. Special recording, not for the reasons we intended. It's special, <laughs> like that kid in kindergarten. Uh, it's yeah. We're here at the wonderful Lucy's Laugh Lounge, uh, home away from home, Pleasantville, New York. Um. Murder free since twelve hours ago. Go tigers! <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so uh, you know, one of our performers for the show tonight, Samantha, I was girl, murdered last night. <laughs> <laughs> no, her uh, girlfriend was scared of her being murdered because this is upstate and scary. And usually, she'd be wrong. But now she's actually justified because, because there was a mass murder last there night. There was a mass murder. Mass Some murder. guy stabbed his wife and kids and then killed himself. Um, I believe his name was Theodore Liu, according to the New Westchester. Theodore Liu, and I believe he worked for a Chinese bank, too. That sounds about right. So, so uh, <laughs> yeah, he stabbed his four-year-old and seven-year-old. Jesus Christ. And uh, then his wife, and then he slit his own throat. Mm-hmm. So, so, so if, if if our show gets low also, turnout, oh wait, do we forget to put in the description? Two Mike Minimum is now a murder podcast because those two way better than comedy. We're true, we're we are a Pleasantville true, true crime podcast. Honestly, though, not bad pivot for us. We just gotta start calling it Two Murder Minimum. I'll do an investigative report into the Pleasantville murders. Yeah, there we go. But that's not actually <laughs> and what's, everyone's just like bring Samantha back on. Well, if you wanted Samantha to be back on the podcast. <laughs> that was a terrible transition in so many ways. Oh, but I did my best. But if you guys, if you wanted one of our favorite guests, one of our... Uh, our we don't know what to say about this person. I, already, I, here's the, here's the, I already started with favorite, and I was like, there's no really adjectives higher or lower than favorites. Yeah, we so, just totally shat on every other guest we've had so I far. I said too. one of, one of. Oh, that one way of it's still favorites. loose. Loose enough that I'd be like... Right, right. If, if, if you're listening to this and you've been on this podcast and you think that we hate you, you might be right. Better question is why you still listen to this podcast. This podcast is great, Sean. It's it is great. great, but you've already been on it, like, you know. Wait, I've already been on I'm it? I'm saying if they've already been on why okay. don't you keep listening? I thought you were saying, like, you've already been on it, like, 27 times, Peter. <laughs> like, get off the podcast yeah, I've been on already. it more than you. Duh. People forget you weren't on an episode. That's true. Yeah, Sean is uh, perfect in episodes. Perfect attendance. I, I added it up the other day. Yeah. Guess how many podcasts I've done this year? Across all podcasts. Too many. All right. 103. Pretty close. 117. Damn. 117 podcasts. Uh huh. So that's this. That's Big Barry. That's. And guesting on friend shows. Right. Uh, and James Crowley's like Infinite Crowley. Playlist. I can explain that pod. Uh, going Native. Uh, going Qu- Native. That's uh, Renee and. Per- it hasn't come out yet. I d- oh, it's a I new did podcast. I did like two though. months ago. Gotcha. And they still haven't put out my episode. So what yeah. do I know? Uh, so. Yeah, a bunch of, bunch of podcasts. Mm-hmm. Oh, plus story times with Dave mm-hmm. and then uh, Enemy of the yeah. Podcast. Well, anyway, I wanted to introduce our guest. Yeah, we introduce we our ramble, guest. ramble, ramble on. So uh, we have one of our performers for tonight. We have Samantha Ivy, hey. previous guest, uh, who now has gotten acclimated to the New York City weather. Look at this. Look at this yeah, Florida look at woman look at wearing, yeah. a jacket. wearing a jacket. Oh, it's terrible. My friend sent this to me. I didn't even buy this jacket. She was she, just like, you need this. Yeah, she's like, listen, I grew up in Alaska. Here's a fucking jacket. Fair. You idiot. <laughs> you idiot <laughs> moving from Florida to New York. Yeah, it, <laughs> is, it is now uh, cold outside, officially. It's miserable outside. Maybe it it's cold outside, one might say. Uh, I mean, have you have you ventured outside New York City that yes, often? It's been terrible, is, yes. Is it this looks, the furthest just, uh, north you've been in New York so far? Or? Is this past Sleepy Hollow? Yes. Then yes. Is it? 
Yes, it is yes, past Sleepy Hollow. Thinking, Maybe it might be it's adjacent, close. but it's like, like parallel, actually. Yeah, yeah, around there. Sleepy Hollow is closer to the water. Well, you actually went during October, right? Yeah, I saw that on your Instagram. I was like, oh, yeah, she came up to Westchester. Octo- October, New York is beautiful. Like the leaves yeah. are all yeah. red oh, and October orange. is just white person appreciation. It month, is. It is. As I've <laughs> it really is because everyone like they all like all the white people in Westchester take we Instagram get to, we photos. We get to go out. You get to go apple out, picking, pumpkin apple picking, patch. pumpkin patching. Uh, yeah, it's you know putting on blackface for. Halloween, all all favorite, <laughs> okay. all, fav- all favorite white. Uh, Stepping back from the podcast now. Well, we also have a second. Guest. Sean's not wrong though, which not, is what he really yeah, is. That's the thing everybody hates on me the most. I'm always uh, you say outlandish things, but spot the line. Anything like every I say. every. There's always just a college in Alabama where it's just like these people hosted a blackface party for Halloween, and they were like, we didn't see anything wrong. Listen, we really love <laughs> Tina Turner. Yeah, it's like, just like we love rap music so much. So we yeah. don't know how that's to express why we, the, That's why we always only rap the N-word yeah. parts of every but rap so you song. Were here, you were here in October, yes. and it's beautiful here in New York. Then come November, just everything falls it's off. terrible. And Death like comes. the sun never comes up, and like you realize you're just in a Silent Hill it's game. like 30 entire, days a night, yeah. The entire time is so fucking ugly here. So seasonal depression... Welcome back. Welcome <laughs> Won't back. Won't be leaving until late no, April. Once you get to, I I say early April now. It's nice out. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like. I don't really like spring here. I or early. I don't like early spring because then the snow starts melting and then it just turns everything into mud. So the yeah. spring here is like very very muddy. It's yeah. Like, eh. Yeah. Peak, Thank you. Peak, peak New York That's months. Great. May and uh, October, two best months of. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so stuff you have to sacrifice for your comedy dream. This is right? two Jesus. seasons minimum. Uh, <laughs> Should have gone to LA. Uh, we also have yeah. a se- <laughs> we do also have a second guest with us, uh, who's been very <laughs> silent. Oh, so oh shit! I didn't uh, see we have a you second there. guest with strong us, strong and silent type. One yeah, of the most random guests we've ever had on. Listen, but, um, sometimes you got to mix up every now and then. Yeah, not a, not a comedian. Uh, not a comedian. He is uh, Theodore Lou, the murderer of Pleasantville. Everybody yeah. give it up for him. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> That would have been a good bit if he didn't kill himself. Like if he was on the yeah, run. Yeah, if he was, if he was on the run, it would really. But it could be the ghost of there's the ghost of ghost of the ghost of his family's in the audience tonight. <laughs> yeah, it, they're in spear. They're, it, they're, their last words were "Go see two Mike to minimum Mike at Lucy's minimum. Laugh Lounge, ten dollars." Monty Mason headlining. Samantha Ivy, one of the funniest performers I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Morris, uh, he'll smoke. But weed our with other me. guest is a very good friend of mine. Uh, privilege to privilege to have him on. He's uh, his name is Michael Gangelou, but I refer to him as Gange as his nickname, which is also a slang term for marijuana. Which are also those massive doobies, so, dude. Gange, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. You know, I don't actually think that um, when my nickname was coined, uh, anyone who coined it particularly smoked marijuana no, a lot. No, but we I just had think no was, idea at all. We, we yeah, yeah, it was just you, a, we it just was a coincidence for all intents and purposes. So, how long ago were you guys become friends? Um. Are we talking? This is like a good boy situation, like, like eleven, where like you're saying things that are really inappropriate, but like you're eleven, so you don't know it's it. It's so funny because we were literally talking about the good boys on the car ride. Solid film. We I enjoyed it. About- well, my nickname was coined after um, uh, we became friends because it was more of an issue of mixing me up with other Michaels as the grades progressed. Yeah, we had like we had like you know, five Michaels in there our grade because like many our because you know our grade was very white because it was Westchester, so we had a bunch of Michaels. So we just can't used- Michael be a black guy too though. Yeah, but I feel like it's a very white guy name. No, right. I, 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 I think it's pretty even. Like Michael, ah, actually, you might there's be There's a lot right. of black there's, there's Michaels of Michael two Jackson. Famous Michael Jordans, both of whom are black. That is true. Jordan? Yeah, okay, that makes Jordan. sense. Michael, Michael B. Jordan and Michael Jackson. 
Right. Michael Jackson. Well, right. That was that's both. That was like a mm, bad yeah. <laughs> cultural criticism by me. But anyway, yeah, we had a lot of we just did have a lot of Michaels in our grade. So we used Gange to differentiate uh, you from all of them. And I, I guess like two years later, we were like, oh, yeah, that also means weed. The first Michael <laughs> that pipes pops up when you put it in Michael is Vic. So, <laughs> there's, so oh, there you go. there's a lot. of Actually, there, yeah, there's more black Michaels. I know I think there's more, more black Michaels than white Michaels. Even though it's just I don't know why there's something about Michael that just screams white, though. It's weird. I think uh, it's just so generic. It's, it's like, yeah, anything that sounds generic seems white like, to like, me. Michael, you're not going by Michael. Like, because there's yeah. too many Michaels. Yeah. So you're going by Mike, Mikey, uh, Little Mike, Big Mike, Gay Mike, Actually Gay Mike. Uh, little Dick Mike, Big Dick di- Mike, yeah. uh, Curved Dick Mike. And you're, you have to go by your last name every time or Mike yeah. B, Mike C, Mike yeah. D. Well, Gange definitely sounds a lot more unique. Maybe it's because generic names are associated with white people, and then a lot yeah. of non-white people have very unique-sounding names. Well, so they have unique-sounding like names to us. That's to, the yeah, 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 yeah. Not, <laughs> yeah. To, not to each yeah. other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, that's the issue. Yeah, yeah. Because millennials are getting crazy, like, naming their kids now. I, I, yeah. They're, they're millennials are not good with the naming. It's crazy. I mean, like, I, you uh, know, as a youth soccer referee, like, I'm doing, like, nine-year-old, ten-year-olds. Like, I'm just starting to, like, because I have to check them in, all the teams, all the players. I'm just starting to see, like, what the new batch of names are. And some yeah. of them are like, why would you name your child? Right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. Aaron. <laughs> yeah. hey, Aaron. Sunshine flower pad. Uh, uh, I, I have a nephew named Asher. Yeah. I think that's a little I know an Asher. I, I grew Asher. Up an Asher. Asher's not that bad. It's pretty... I've yeah. never heard it before. It's a, it's a Jewish name. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of Jews in our area too. I don't even think she's mm-hmm. Jewish. Hmm. Mm-hmm. She just mm-hmm. went to top hundred baby names and said, "That's my boy." Yeah. How do you pick? Like I thought about this. Like, what do you like? Because you can be boring. Like, all right, I'll name him after my dad or my mom or whatever. Right. But like, you know, like you want to like mix it up. Like you have to think of something new, right? Something unique. Can't be like, oh, I'll name him Ted after Ted Bundy or something. You know. <laughs> I have the a friend. Only, he was, the only Ted I know. Peter, Peter, yeah, that was the first Ted I could think of. <laughs> I have a friend who's Irish, and when he finally had a kid, he was like, "Well, Killian, it is." I was like, "All right." Just without any yep, thought, just, just Killian. Like, oh, Killian, as nope. opposed to Gillian. <laughs> There's also people who just can't. They something. can't decide a name even after that child is born, so they're just nameless for like a month or something. Yeah, because <laughs> they're like, we're figuring. Or it like out. they're super hippies, like we're gonna let the child name itself, and I'm like, it's gonna be. That, that's that's the noises they make. Just have a lot of kids running around named Spider Man and Batman. <laughs> yeah. uh, Batman. My name is Batman. My name would be Captain Batman Big Dick. Captain be. Batman, big dick. My yeah. parents are dead, but I got a big dick. Goddamn right. That, is that what that means? Yeah, pretty much. Um, so the reason why we have Gange on this podcast is that so this is our <laughs> this is our, this our live, live episode. show live episode live episode. Um, uh, not 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 too much interest for people to come out to this, which is fine. Fair enough. Which is understandable. <laughs> we get it. But we, you know, I, I thank Gange for coming out. I thank Samantha for coming early. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really yeah. I mean, to. listen, the show we've sold yeah. pretty well. So it's gonna yeah. be fun. Yeah, so it's show, which is all that really matters. Yeah. Yeah. It's the most we thought we part. could be as cool as uh police off the cuff. Friends, friends of the podcast, Listen, police m- off the cuff. Somehow uh police officers are more popular than uh, two comedians from Westchester no one's heard like of. Two twenty something comedians from Westchester. Who would have thought who would have thought it? that people would rather listen to years of experience on the force rather than two people who have <laughs> very half baked opinions on life? um yeah so uh anyway we'll uh, we'll talk to samantha a little bit because um you know it's been uh nine episodes it's been yeah it's been a while (laughs) that's how you tell time it's been nine it's been nine episodes i do judge my entire life based off podcast releases (laughs) at this point how old is your kid about 20 episodes (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was born on the time we interviewed Dan Soder. That's yeah, how I that remember his Dan, birthday. Yeah, that's right. Dan Soder episode. That's right. <laughs> Dan okay. Soder episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, but so, Samantha, we talked to you when you were just fresh into New York City. Yeah. You were starting to get into the groove yeah. of everything. You were starting to get booked, which is really cool. Yeah. Uh, what, so when was that? August we interviewed you. I think Maybe, it was. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. I think it was early September. Early September. Yeah, actually, it was around. It was around September. Um, we were at the Auto Shrunken Head. Yep. And your girlfriend stayed in the mic room as we interviewed <laughs> yes. you, which is like the weirdest thing ever. Because we were like, <laughs> yeah, we've why been would some weird podcast situations? Yeah. We're like, well, okay. Yeah, but you were you you know you're so enthused to be on the podcast, and we really yeah. appreciated you yeah. as a guest. And and you were on your yes. way to do something at um Gotham Gotham, Gotham Comedy. Yes. Yeah. So fill us in what how, yes, what, how what your comedy journey has been <laughs> since uh, throwback September. Oh, awesome. So I think I was only going to watch a show because they were considering putting me on the new talent showcase and so sounds they, about right yeah and so they ended up i went there and then like jerry seinfeld just showed up which was awesome mm-hmm. um and then they put me on a show at Connolly's pub um and that went really well and luckily i had to bring eight people and i don't know anybody mm-hmm. so luckily i had two friends from out of town uh, staying here and they had friends ah. that wanted to meet up with them and so my friends being awesome were like hey if you want to hang out with me come to this show mm-hmm. so <laughs> I had eight people there but I had like three or four of them I didn't know yeah, that's, <laughs> so, a, that's the dream you yeah. know like, that happens like, to me at the so, comic well, strip like, too I was like, yeah. like I don't want to do comedy for people I know you yeah. know like yeah like I want to do it for strangers. It is very awkward. It's very awkward when uh, you have friends in the audience and you tell a joke that no one laughs at because that tells that that's your tell that they your friends didn't find that funny at yeah. all. They were like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or like you're telling embarrassing stories. Like I did a show here last year and I talked about my eating pussy story and my mom was in the audience. And I'm like, ah, oh, well. Oh, just, mom did not appreciate mom, it. No, <laughs> she, she laughed hard. It's just like that was oh, nice. Awkward, yeah. awkward drive home. I mean, I think it works in both directions because if they already know who you are, then they're basing all of your jokes off of that. They might particularly laugh hard at something, even a little too hard, but then something else they might not find funny at all because it has, there's some personal stake in it Mm -hmm. for them, but you only really know how your jokes are hitting and what you're working with with the stranger because they're just neutral anyway. I mean, not neutral. They could have their own opinions or inclinations, but that's interesting because it doesn't necessarily have to do with you. It could be like something interesting like their politics or their opinions on like culture or something. But if it's just your friend, then that's that bias is probably going to override any other bias that they yeah. have. It's yeah, a, I mean, they have the context of their entire friendship yeah. to go off of where yeah. you're a stranger or to other people. You sorry, sorry no, for talking over you. Yeah. It's a lot of fun yeah. when I'm on stage and I see like a shit ton of my friends and mm-hmm. Rachel, my girlfriend in the middle, and then I say a joke and after I get done saying this joke about her, all of the friends look at her, <laughs> she laughs, and then they laugh. Oh, they like, wait for her to yes. laugh. Wow. Because they're like, oh, should we laugh at her calling you a bitch? I don't. <laughs> she just said she's never marrying you <laughs> on stage. Are you okay with this? <laughs> she's, she's talking about how she wants to bury your corpse somewhere. Yeah, like. I literally have a song where I talk about like if she ever left me, the shit I would do to her. <laughs> and I think one of them is like so ridiculous. Like one of the lines is, "I'll punch your cat in the face because the stupid bitch can't, because uh, the declawed bitch can't fight back." <laughs> declawed. Like ouch. Declawed. Don't do that to your cats. I, it wasn't my cat. It yeah. was yeah, it was her cat, and it was like a roommate's, and they declawed it. But we have the rest of them have claws, so you. 
you know, don't don't judge me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it actually makes them more aggressive. I heard if you do call them. Oh yeah. Because no, then they, she they runs don't the have house. like anything to defend themselves with. Yeah. yeah makes them neurotic. Yeah. 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 They start picking up knives and yeah. like go. Yeah. You know. One of my I'm, one of the cats I have, like he refuses to get his nails even cut. Like yeah. he only gets his nails cut if he goes to the vet because mm-hmm. the vet like literally like puts him in some sort of chokehold that calms them down. <laughs> yeah. You have to just... Other than that. Yeah. 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 I've like I've seen my cats fight my declawed cat and the sound my declawed cat's like paw makes on the side of my other cat's face. I would not want to fight her. Like she's she's got a she's got a mean left hook. Yeah, yeah. She does. No, they're aggressive. <laughs> yeah. aggressive. Wait, do we all have cats here? I feel like we do. You, uh, do you? Um I have one cat now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is so what's is that a cat like I've known? Back in the past, or is it no? Cat? Because okay. I grew up with two cats, and then the honest story is that um, my brother came back from college, and um, the cat that he was really close to had passed away. So then, only one of the two cats that we had growing up was around. So my mom, uh, we actually there was an orthodontist in town that was giving away kittens, and so my mom like adopted one of these kittens, and then we ended up having her. So like I've never really been attached. I don't have anything against her, but I just I grew up with the cats I have, and there's right. kind of this new cat. And the problem was is like my mom was like, I'm gonna get this cat for uh, your brother because he's depressed. And this will make him feel better. So that that seems kind of weird to me. It's like, because yeah. I really respect animal life. And it's like when you just get it as like a token, because people even have kids just to make themselves feel better. Right. So to me, like having a pet just for that reason, because yeah. my brother didn't, wasn't, it, was, it wasn't really his say. She just kind of got it. Mm-hmm. So the whole thing was a little just funky. Yeah. 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 I know how it feels because none of my four cats, I had no say in any of them. Uh, I guess I think floss up. is getting really expensive. You're out the Donis is giving away cats. But um, are you not a cat person? <laughs> please Samantha? come to the show. Please no, come. I love my cats. But please come to if you if you can time travel. Please come to the show. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if time travel is available in the future, come uh, back to this show. It's gonna yeah. be legendary. Come to our next show, which we'll do in the city. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll work on that for the future. Yeah. We have no future plans at the moment, but we will. <laughs> We're young and dumb, baby. Yeah. We don't have future plans. And I'm full of comfort. We'll we know, I am now of all sell. Oh, yeah, Sean is of all cell, so <laughs> do not do not even try. <laughs> Nobody do not try put your hands down in his undercarriage at all. Do not do that. At, he will not appreciate it. No, I will not. That was all. my only plans for the night. Well, well sorry, like Samantha. Plans got it's ruined. Like, you Damn know, it! That's it's a long train ride home. This is this is <laughs> this is a hard lifestyle he's living, and I think everyone here should respect it. <laughs> I'm just, this is just my samurai way. I've decided. Of. <laughs> yeah. just, just just mics is my weapon. We had a bit that I wanted to do for the show, but we decided it would be too last minute. I wanted to get like a belt, like just a normal belt. And then, like, tape, like, a picture of just, like, an old lady on it by the crotch area and put it on Sean and be like, this is his chastity belt. So oh if, you're looking, if you're looking at his crotch, it's, you think of your grandmother instead. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it's going to be like, it's just like an old lady with a very disappointed face. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the lady from Titanic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically the one yeah. uh, in the flashback when she's young and beautiful, or the one no, no, no. in the present. No, no, no when she's just like she's, she's, she's more beautiful in the present. That naked that woman than... is me. Ah, <laughs> the me. only. And she just tosses a priceless gem in the ocean, Jack. Oh, that's fine. We got we have stuff to talk about. Titanic. I like you know. <laughs> that's true. We already had our Titanic episode. <laughs> it was like, it was like twenty minutes on Titanic. It was two minutes it on was comedy. A lot on Titanic. For, I forgot how we got into it, but it was... Uh, oh, it was because the improv troupe was doing the Titanic. Oh, yeah, no, they did. Which is weird. It was just so weird because like they were doing improv for like, you know, people with Alzheimer's or like really old oh, people. Oh, my God. I was like, are they only doing like 
improv of the Titanic because they think this is the only thing they would relate to. <laughs> like they'd be like, I remember when I was on that. <laughs> I was on the Titanic. Fuck, we're so off topic. So me at the house. So how has your your journey been since so far? Good. I so was I like did... for the past minute, I was thinking like, what were we talking about? What do we want to talk about? We got to talk. Yeah. So anyway. yeah, I don't know how we got the Titanic <laughs> so again. So I did the show at Connolly's. I did really well. Um, the Booker pulled me aside and was like, I'd love to have you on future shows. So he booked me on the New Talent Showcase at Gotham, and mm-hmm. I was kind of nervous. But I had finally calmed myself down. I was about to go up, and the manager comes up to me and he goes, "Hey, um, so uh, what is? It? Oh my gosh, I'm I'm blanking. Um, Jim Gaffigan. He goes, uh, Jim Gaffigan's here. Do you mind if he goes up before you? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, fucking only if let's he adopts me. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Why not? I'd love to follow Jim Gaffigan yeah. the first fucking time I'm performing here. That'd oh, be yeah. great. Go ahead. Yeah. So he gets up there and does 15 minutes. It's beautiful and amazing. And then they're in such a rush to close out the show. The host just runs up there and was like, we still got more show for you. Okay, Samantha Ivy. And I was like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you have the whole audience that is texting their friends or talking to the people Jim next Gaffigan to Jim Gaffigan was just here. Yeah, like the, other, yeah. the people next to you saw the show. Like, they know Jim Gaffigan was here. You don't have to talk about it right now. And then half of them were getting up to go take a shit. I don't know. And so the first minute my set was just really rough. But luckily, I that night I changed my plans on what I was going to perform and I brought my guitar with me. Mm. Um, and so luckily because I had that, I could uh, really get their attention back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For some reason, people are like, is that music and comedy? <laughs> and they just start watching. Nice. Yeah. So it went well, but I couldn't, I wanted the video, but I couldn't, I was like, yeah. I, I'm not going to purchase that video. And for the first minute or two, they're talking. Yeah. Um, and then I did the uh, audition for the Broadway comedy club thing where you get the the, the residency residency thing. yeah um, where you have a check spot for every you show see your yeah. dumb face on free mics all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's God, like that. I know like four people have gotten it at this point. Uh, yeah, and I'm like, I recognize them all I'm the like, time. Oh my I was gosh. like, oh, you like got you like yeah, got love. angry at the audience at the open mic once. I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> there's but your I, smiling face, Broadway yeah. Comedy Club. Yeah, I I did get it, uh, which is exciting. Um, so I I've done like four or five shows at Broadway and one at Greenwich, and then um, I'm signed up to do Yaz Fest, which I guess is an LGBT festival. So they were like, oh, you're gay and do comedy. Here you go. Try this out. So do they, do they refer to it as Yas Fest or is it Yas Fest? I think it's yeah. Yas, but yeah, I'm not. You're just like, but you don't want to be like. <laughs> I'm on like, the lesbian side of the gay shit. Yeah. So I'm not doing that. It's Yas Fest. Uh, <laughs> so, welcome to Yas Fest. Yeah, it's just Yas Fest, all right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't throw my hands up, all right? <laughs> but that right. that show no. is December twelfth. I'm gonna pimp it. I'm sorry. Ooh, very no. Uh, this will be out on that day. Yeah, I'll be Sweet. December twelfth. Twelfth. Today's the seventh. Five days from now would be. I think I'll be just on that day. It will be the day okay. of. So come to that show. Go see today. Samantha Ivy. So yes. listen in the morning and then come see it. Yes. Because mm-hmm. um, uh, that one's I'm super excited for. Cool. Uh-huh. Super excited. Uh. PCD, um, thanks for sharing about your show, by the way, Samantha. Um, but PCD, one thing you brought up that I found really interesting was about comics. Oh, I just realized that you're being... referring to Peter. You're saying PCD. I thought it was just like uh, cool, hip yeah, yeah, that was, too. I was so like, that was what? that was my nickname. In that high was my school, nickname. So now we're even. Right. You called me Ganj, and I'm and I'll go well, back to calling like you Peter. Refer but it's, it's no, a, you can refer it's, to me. It's a habit, you know, old habits. I like hard, it when people refer to me as PCD because like no one says that anymore. I'm it's just unique. I feel young again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Don't we all want to feel that way? Yeah. Because we're not getting younger. Anyway, go on. Uh, anyway, yeah, no, just you, Peter, you're talking about how um, comics get angry 
at their audience. And how I feel about it is which comic doesn't get angry at their audience? It's just a question of whether they show it or not or how often right. they get angry. And I often think that comics can use getting angry mm-hmm. at their audience as an advantage to uh, even gain more laughs. But of course, it can sometimes work against yeah. them. So it's an interesting well, subject. Well, legendarily, uh, yeah. Bill Burr told all the Philadelphia to go fuck itself in one of his best sets of all time. Mm. Uh, they were a shitty Philadelphia crowd. Yeah. Bill Burr just went off on him for 40 minutes. Uh-huh. And then they ate, they ate it up. I well, mean, yeah. 40 minutes. Did if he end up having jokes somewhere in that 40 minutes? No, too? he was just 40 shitting on of... Philadelphia for 40 minutes. It's fantastic. Uh, but was it clever? Did he actually say something that was kind of funny about Oh, it's funny. Was... I, it's, it's funny. It's just like, yeah, you fucking cheesesteak eating fucks. I think his voice to... just gives him a pass yeah. to say his, anything his, he his, wants. He speaks with a lot of authority. His anger is inherently funny. I think if you have an audience member that you're angry with if you start to realize that the rest of the audience is angry with the uh, that audience member you can go in yeah Uh, yeah yeah, because everyone will really pissing you off and they're ruining the show for everybody else (laughs) right because usually if i have a heckler i try to be nice because i realize that they're coming from the hey i'm funny at all my work parties and watch me go kind of Hmm. thing so i'm typically nice and i'll engage and then move on but Hmm. if somebody is just genuinely being a dipshit and it's pissing off everybody else i go hard yeah Yeah. you can tell pretty quickly after you engage them how it's gonna go right yeah yeah, yeah but and I find it fun because it's something different. There's yeah. two types of hecklers. There's the ones who are interrupting because I think they're helping, mm-hmm. and then there's uh, the ones who are interrupting because they're assholes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The, honestly, in my opinion, the ones who are interrupting because they think are helping are worse. They're harder yeah. to deal I, with. They're, they're also so much harder to deal <laughs> with. Yes, they're, they're, they're assholes, they're, and they think they're yeah. righteous. Yeah, yeah. they're very oblivious. It's like, no, I'm part. I'm part of this. Yeah, because it's harder like to too. be in that situation yeah. that Samantha was just describing because you know the audience might not share the hostility that you feel, and if they don't, that's going to put you in yeah. a really sticky spot. Like I make that mistake with hecklers. Yeah. Is I usually go straight to eleven and tell them to kill themselves. <laughs> <laughs> like your fucking life is worthless, you piece of shit. And they're like, that was a bit much. And I'm like, that's just that's just where I go to. Yeah, that's most likely some son dies again. in a drunk yeah. car accident. Just, I have said that. It's before. not just to send them the message. I send everyone. Not message. some, but I have said I hope you don't die drinking and driving to something before. I think my best heckler story was I was uh, featuring. I had like thirty minutes up on the stage. This woman had spent the entire host. Set, like just screaming and shit and so I decided to go with the nice approach because she was drunk I small town I knew that she was just there to have fun and so I was like hey and like she kept screaming out things like if I was gay I'd fuck you or <laughs> I support you oh, I'm so happy you're gay like sure shit. you do <laughs> and so I was like hey like you seem really chill but listen can you just look around you people paid for the show babe I'm gonna talk to you all after this set because you seem like a really cool person but if you could just shh, and then she kept like Mimicking the shush shush. Yeah. And so we were like shh, shh, together, and I thought I had shut her up. And so I got back into doing my set. Two minutes later, she screams out, and I looked at her and I said, I think I just got done telling you to shut the fuck up. <laughs> and the entire audience lost their minds as she stood up and like marched out. And then after the show, her husband came up to me and was like, Hey, I'm that girl's husband, and shook my hands. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Sure, I'm sure you would I'm do that. that I'm so sure many you would. times at White Plains now where the husband's just like I, I know yeah he just uh, he has a look of like i know <laughs> there's so many i know I, I live with this every day there's so many like 40 and 50 year old ladies who are out there and they're like yeah i still got it that's that's the that, there's that's, so many i think that that's type. the worst audience member yeah yeah, yeah. The, 
woman in her 40s and 50s who's just midlife like midlife crisis midlife yeah. trying like, to oh shit that I'm glory. not hot anymore uh-huh. they yeah. drink like they're 22 <laughs> still yes. but after uh-huh. two yeah. wines they're like yeah mm-hmm. yeah that they brought from home to yeah. the bar <laughs> I feel like I feel like men had that midlife crisis too but like men handle the responsibility but they handle by it, drinking yeah. a lot and then they they just suppress it and, so far yeah, down and cheating so on yeah. their like, wives that's that's, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah that's how it's done I mean that's true that's the normal that's, that's, that's that or they buy a sports car or they learn how to fish or something I they don't just know. fuck their secretary and then they're like my dad right. went scuba diving for his midlife crisis I'm like, <laughs> he learned he taught himself to scuba dive and I'm like I think that's, my dad's gay <laughs> <laughs> I just it just seemed like code for it, right? Like me and the guys were going scuba diving. I'm like, I love you no matter what, Dad, but you don't, you don't have to lie. Like, <laughs> I, have, I, have a sto- I have I have a funny story to share. So my step grandfather who's coming to the show tonight. Um, <laughs> he's like eighty something now, uh, but he lost his phone, and I don't know how this happened, but for some reason his phone was in his shoe that he wears, and this was only found by his personal trainer at the gym who is like a very young female personal trainer and to thank her he like invited her out to dinner just the two of them <laughs> that's, like, that's, that's such just... an old guy move yeah. like we're like i'm assuming your step is not a right guy there's just i think the guy's like no this is normal like yeah. a, this is a normal way of responding yeah. like my, my high school football coach he used to just be like he used to just keep like a, a literal pair next to his testicles all day and he would just pull it out from his crotch and just eat it <laughs> and, and he's like keeps it warm he's like just it's my like, body like, 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 like yeah and i'm like it's my body i'm like all right you know that's you do you nate yeah, Shout yeah. Out to him. jesus like, if, if it's weird to st- store a why isn't it not weird to store an apple in your pocket if it's weird to store it in your underpants it's just another pocket it's another place to store yeah and yeah. if you're a girl so you're you have, gonna be and that if you're guy, a girl you have saying. another pocket to store things yeah uh, yeah yeah do you think that could fit a pair though I mean, it could fit a baby, so probably. <laughs> Do you think it could fit a pair? Can you fit a pair? If it fits a baby. Question of the day. Uh, I mean, if you're on YouTube, comment if you think a pair could fit in a vagina. Like and subscribe, <laughs> and can a pair fit in a vagina? <laughs> we'll, we'll start having questions, questions of the day. I mean, so many YouTubers have questions of the day for the It has audience. to fit a baby. A baby comes through there, so. See, that's true. Yeah. So there's, you know, why don't, why don't we leave the audience, uh, <laughs> why don't we leave it up to them to figure it out? Yeah, um, but anyway, Samantha Ivy, continuing I'll talk on to you with your show. Like, I, I like I know a lot of medical facts I can bring up to this, but I'm like, oh, I'm just thinking. I'm thinking so, uh, so anyway, so where where do we leave off <laughs> with you? Uh, I mean, that's about it. Okay. Yeah, and, and then I've been doing improv classes at uh, Upright Citizens Brigade. So. Okay, so you're doing 101. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How much does that go for? Oh, four hundred fifty dollars. That's what I thought. I'm yeah. like, a lot of money. But yeah, it is but a I good luckily, way to it is a good way to network. Yeah, my you meet dad's some too. super supportive. So I just mentioned taking the class, and he was like, "All right, what day? What teacher?" I was like, "Okay." Nice. See, I was thinking about taking uh, improv or acting classes next mm-hmm. year, and I'm like, "I'd like to take I a just, sketch class." I just see the, I see the numbers, and I'm like, "Yikes." Yeah, and I'm like because the pit yeah. offers free classes on Tuesdays. But I'm like, I feel like the free classes are stuff I already know. Yeah, like yeah. But so I'm like, ah, maybe who knows? I mean, if you break it down, it's eight weeks, so that's eight individual sessions that are three hours a piece. So it's kind of close to like 
50 bucks a class for three hours. I mean, when you break it down, it's not that expensive for the education you're getting. Yeah. But that's, that's the way that's the way they broke it down to use you buy it. Yeah. No, no, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's but just, I mean, it's, again, no, my no, dad no. paid for it. No, so. no, I, yeah, no, no it's just you. a lot of money <laughs> yeah. if you are living in the city. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like yeah. you're putting a down payment of. Yeah, no, 450 is not cheap. He's rent. You just rent and stuff. You could argue that, like, you, the more you pay for the improv, the more specialized it is. But it's also theoretically possible you could pay a lot of this money for this class and then find that you actually ended up gaining more out of the free class, mainly maybe because the people, the kind right. of person that would be inclined to go to the free class, you're getting everyone. They're not there. Uh, it's not this money-making institution. They're just all there together just doing yeah. this improv because they're passionate about it. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. one way to look at it. I don't know. I think I, I know someone just sketch it, Pitt. So yeah, no, I, I I like the pit. Yeah, yeah, I go there to drink sometimes. Their their basement open mic or attic, attic open mic. Open mic. It's, attic it's open mic, which attic. is like great. I thankfully I only went to that mic when it was not crowded. If you don't oh. know that, if you don't know that mic, it's like they literally put it in like this attic right, of a see room. That closet that's, right there. That's yeah. the size yeah. of that of the oh, mic. Oh yeah, it's it's the size of your. It's actually like I would say half the size of your attic if you had like a yeah, moderately hey, sized house. It's a tight, tight room. And so like I talked to you about it and you were like, oh yeah, I'll be there when there's 20 people and people are just like standing outside on the stair. Well, I'm like, yep. oh fuck. We'll do that. that. Do that middle of July. Fuck Everybody's sweating. And like, like I like small and intimate rooms, but that's a little too small, that yeah. room, in my opinion. It's, yeah, like it, it needs to be like Lucy's is the right size for a mic, I think. Oh yeah. yeah. If we could just put in like a ceiling, lower ceiling, it'd be we great. We could just like crush the ceiling low. I just feel like because there's an upstairs balcony, like I just want a bunch of people to dress up in like Renaissance clothing and watch me perform. That's what it feels like. Sometimes. That's what I want. It's fucking cool. Like the if hand, there's a handful of times it's been like sold out, sold yeah, out here. Like it's cool. It is cool when you have the people on the balcony because yeah. it's like extra late, extra layer of people. Yeah, I don't feels, know. It's like really cool. No, when it, you have, it like, makes you feel like you're on a big stage. When you have like people looking down on you. And yeah. Like, yes, entertain me. I guess <laughs> you hear some laughter from above, and you're like, oh. I'm doing what that, Jay's? What about their perspective, though? Because this is so... It feels so high up from here that you would only be able to see the top of your head. No, um, you can see pretty well up there. Uh, yeah, you can see decently. I mean, it's not going to be, like, as nice of a view I mean, as like, compared to if you like, are right in front of the performer. Oh, I'm fucking tired. But it's... I mean, so, so if there's, like, a, so if there's like a big party... Yeah, so if there's like a big party, yeah, um, they'll night. usually be upstairs, right? Because like they'll just want to be hanging out upstairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, and you know, they they enjoy it. They enjoy, yeah, yeah. um, you know, Lucy's fun place. A lot of independent run yeah. shows, including our shows. Yeah, a lot come of, out, a lot of private parties. Here too. <laughs> come out if you're in the area. Yeah, come on out. Come to Mike's, yeah. I guess, or mm-hmm. whatever. I don't know. So hey. here's a question that yeah. I think is interesting for three comedians as yes. audience members for like comedy shows. What is the best place that you want to sit or the least preferred place that you want to sit? Do you like being up front to comedians that you watch or do you prefer to just kind of be in the sidelines more and just blend Wait, in? Wait, sorry, I was browsing. I was browsing Reddit for something no, no, I wanted to bring up. Where do you like to sit in the audience? As a comedian. No, as a when, comic? But when you see... No, no, no. When you're just attending and you're you're viewing comics. Oh, I, um, I'm at the point where I don't like just go attend anybody anymore. Like, ah. Yeah. If, it, if it, I am seeing somebody, I'm just going to chill in the back and right. just watch from afar. Yeah. Um, I know uh, in Orlando at the Improv, uh, if it's not a packed out show, then they yeah. let the comedians that are like in the scene to come in and watch for free yeah it's not for the big names but for showcases and stuff and so there's a whole back area uh, where all the comedians hang out and that's a lot of fun especially when you have a killer on stage yeah. because yeah. 
you're watching uh-huh. and yeah. then when the other comedians start to laugh, that's when you really know that that person's killing it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then you also like have those side glances of like, fuck her. She's so damn funny, you know, yeah, with the yeah. other comedians. So it's a lot of fun to sit with comedians, I think. Yeah. It's one of those things too, where it's like, I don't, this sounds a little douchey, but like, I want other comedians to look at me as a peer and not a fan. So right. like if I was just like front row, dead center, even just like in the audience, on the audience, yeah. I'm like, yeah. it, I think it adds a different perspective as I get a texty text. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, I, I, and I agree with you on that. I feel like a lot of comedians are, or most are level-headed enough to kind of view you as a peer, even if mm-hmm. they've accomplished more. Uh, which, I mean, like a lot of comedians, actually a lot of older comedians, if I bring up the comic yeah. strip, they fucking, they're just like, at least like, wow, good for you. Because like, <laughs> yeah. you know, back then clubs were a big deal for them and they're still right. a big deal now, but they're not as big of a deal as they once were. So mm-hmm. like, it is always cool when like you get comedians who have accomplished more than you to see you as a peer. And I think most of them do. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's how I feel. Cause I was at stand up New York for their, uh, Halloween show and like a couple bigger names were there, like Corin Fisher and like Francis Ellis who are not big names, but like, they're like one and a half rungs above us. If that makes sense. Yeah. I, like these were like, we're in, like, we're, I don't know, it's hard to describe. Like, we're, just, like, we're in the open mic scene. I'm a class A open micer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, like, yeah. <laughs> like, but we are, like, we're, like, I'm, we're known in open mics, I guess. So that makes the other comics. and But then, like, you see them, and they're known on shows at, at clubs, but they're not... You know they're not selling out stadiums or anything there, but they're 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 passing a lot of clubs and stuff, and they they have enough notoriety that people you know give a shit about them. Yeah, and you know I like comedians, comedians who use the term open mic or less are tend to be the comedians I like more, or just in in, in a pure setting, like all those comedians who are just like when some open micer does an open mic thing because he's an open micer, it's like shut up. Yeah. You know, people who complain I about mean, that fair, stuff. I do, I do that sometimes, even though I am an open mic. I try to, I try like, to limit, I was though. at a mic the other day, and someone was just like, so this would be more of a therapy session for me, and I'm just like, go fucking kill yourself. Well, I just like, had that thought. Yeah. Well it's, like, well, it's like, you know, as you said, like, you want, you know, people who are above you to view you as a peer. It's like, I feel uh-huh. like you can maybe argue that with, um, maybe for all of us, like, with people who are below us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe they would want to see us as peers too right so that's that's why like i never like you know trying to like solidify my place on this arbitrary comedy totem pole that i feel like a lot of comedians do or they're just like well i'm above this person so i get to fucking talk shit yeah. online about this person yeah 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 so much too much dick measuring or yeah so much or labia measuring you never know like how fast somebody's gonna grow either like oh, you yeah. might see somebody oh. and they people just skyrocket yeah yeah like like, uh, there's a girl, Annie Pazella in uh, Daytona, and when she started, I was like, all right, like I see where the writing is, but there there wasn't a lot of punchlines, but you could tell that she wrote it out, and she memorized it, and she practiced it yeah. at home, and she was very militant about it, and then in the next like six months, I saw her, and she was fucking exactly. slaying it, yeah. and I was like, holy shit, and then she's like, I look up to you, and I was like, fuck you, bitch, you're <laughs> growing that damn fast, but, yeah. I mean, that's the thing is like with people that are below you right now, you don't know where they're going to be in six months i mean some people just grow stupidly fast that's why uh-huh. like i don't you know i don't so many 
people are so quick to judge. Like someone yeah. will go on stage for the first time in an open mic and just suck. And all these people at the open mic are like, what the fuck was that kid's deal? I'm like, well, well you, I, I you usually never say, know. I always say that when I think they're going to yeah. kill I'm somebody. Just like, I'm like, well, that's true. If they're an actual <laughs> yeah. psychopath, yeah. that's justified. But it's just like when someone yeah. like bombs for the first five open mics and all of a sudden people in yeah. the scene are like, well, this what is this guy doing? Yeah. It's just like, well, hey, the funniest guy I know now or one of the funniest guys yeah. I know now was actually so unfunny for the two years I knew him. Yeah. And now it's insane how good he is. Oh, like, like, you were talking about me like that. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't get this Sean, 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 Sean Barry. Yeah. Yeah. Every Are we comic. Two years now. Now we're still on uh, uh, like a year and a half. Whatever it is. Every uh, comic that's successful, they had to just persevere and not get yeah. discouraged only, because everyone bombed at oh, first. Oh yeah. Oh, so many people have the story. So many top comics of the story of like, yeah, I, I was. I either I did quit for a little bit, or I wanted to quit, or like I was going to quit. But then yeah. they're like something. <laughs> they were like, wait, I have no other skills. Yeah. <laughs> Get like, back yeah, into it. Yeah, no, that was the story of Bill Burr and Patrice O'Neill after like Bill after seven years was like, I'm done, I can't do this anymore. Patrice O'Neill uh, went up to him and was like, dude, you have no other skills. You can't do anything else. Uh, <laughs> like, like, that's true. The only thing that a new comic could say or do to make me immediately lose respect is for them to be like, Yeah, I went up last week for the first time and killed it. Like, mm-hmm, fuck you, you don't mm-hmm, nope. Yeah. <laughs> they're, 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 Get out. <laughs> I do hate the ones like this is my first time and they do kill because like they're just like they have that energy and it's like, Yeah. And then Well some well, some people I mean, that's what got me very discouraged from stand up uh, you know, like a little over last year was that within the stand up club at my college, like there were so many people who would join the club and just fucking have it, like really know how to like uh, get their rhythm down, like tell like really do solid it jokes. Like it. And it like it, it started to like make me think that like this was a field for people who were destined mm. for it. And I sort of believed that for a long time until I realized like, oh wait, no, comedy is just a muscle that you have to work out. Yeah, <laughs> and you have to be smart if you're smart about it and you work it out. The right, yeah, you, know, you could probably get to that point. It's like, yeah. it's like, in, like a sports, though. Like, mm-hmm. there are some people who are naturally more inclined to be better, but mm-hmm. if they don't, you know, get the right coaching or proper practice, they're gonna just meander. Yeah. Like, that's just how it is. Like, it's just, it's talent meets, meets opportunity meets pr- preparation, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. That's I th- why I have a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. I think that that's talent- why I have Peter. <laughs> Especially in comedy where it's something very fragile is happening because you just have to make people laugh and it's time sensitive. You only have so much time to do it. You might assume a joke is funny as it isn't. So I think because of that, people have realized that uh, people will – it'll work to just say, okay, it's all about the talent. But I think actually in comedy, talent can be overemphasized because I think talent implies it's something intrinsic that you're born with. But just like Peter said, (laughs) it's something that – um, I never know what to call you anymore. Uh, you're both. Call, you're me, yeah, call me PCD. Um, uh, you know, I think that because, uh, uh, like you said, you know, if you keep, it's a muscle you work out. I think there's a little intrinsic talent that can go a long way. Yes. But mostly I think people want to say it's all about the intrinsic talent because it's just another way of discouraging people that, uh, right. that, cause it lets them off the hook cause they don't have to practice as much cause they're just good at it. Right. Well, but then well, also yeah. the people that they look well, down on, it's like, Oh, you don't have a chance. I also do want to say you know? that like, you know, one of the funniest guys I know now. Yeah. You know, he's still back in Binghamton. He told me very candid. I mean, he was a guy who was like right off the gate was like very fucking good. Yeah. And he told me, um, well, it's not it's stuff I can't really say, but like he told me like yeah. he used humor at a very early age as a defense mm. mechanism. Oh, wow. And like, 
middle school and high school yeah. you know due to certain you know social reasons yeah he, that he had to defend himself with so yeah. like what i started to realize is that like this was like a skill he developed like way before he even right. got on stage yeah and if you actually look at um like wow. michael michael Che did an interview with judd apiso where yeah. he talked about how in his family like their family took a lot of pride in their senses of humor like everyone in their family took pride in senses of humor like their whole family life was them trying to one-up each other right so michael chase spent his entire life like working out this funny muscle and he didn't get on stage until he was 26 wow and that's i would say that, that i would argue and within three years yeah, he was on that the Daily i would Show. argue yeah is, sort of contributed to how he got big really quickly yeah that and also he's probably a good hang and also i heard someone say on like reddit that like he has like very powerful family members but either way yeah, i still I think know, he developed yeah. he developed a talent at a very early age so when it comes to yeah. people who are like who go on stage and are really good at it the, the reason they're good at it some of the time is that like they had <laughs> a lot of time to practice yeah not, and there's, not, other, not on stage, and there's a lot of life. you know there's a lot yeah. of things you can yeah. do to practice other than just being funny you know yeah. you can read a lot you can right. uh you, you, uh, can, you can watch a lot you, you can, can just yeah. understand what's happening in the world more and mm -hmm. really develop opinions on it. And, yeah. You know, it's like, it's just finding the right take yeah. on something like mm. if, all right, there was a murder in Pleasantville. <laughs> I, topical. But, yeah. But I was like, yeah, yeah. this is the topical thing. There's just like, where's the humor in this? <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> but yeah, that's, you that's, that's controversial. There's humor but, right there. It's exactly. Like, but there's, yeah. there's comedy somewhere in it. Like, yeah, you know, like it's racy. Like I mean, the fact that there was a the murder funny, in Pleasantville. Like, that's inherently funny. <laughs> the fact funny. that it happened just the... I mean, yeah, the fact that it happened the day before the show. The day before the show. I mean, you were, you were riffing were like before they started... Yeah, yeah, you were riffing before they started the show being like, yeah, News 12 really should have been like, you know, if you want to go to Pleasantville to see an awesome comedy <laughs> show, yeah, the, <laughs> go to yeah, Lucy's yeah, Laugh Lounge. Where's the free plug, you know? Um, yeah. But no, like, I, I do think that's like the brain. It's just finding, like, seeing news or story or have something happen to you and being able to be like, that's find the humor in it like that's that's where like the, a lot of the art yeah. artistry comes from like right there's funny things that happen to people all the time like right. just, just mm -hmm. funny things but like crafting it to tell it is that's where the yeah. art comes in yeah because i had a i was waiting tables at chili's and i had a lady and i uh, served her salad and uh, my manager said oh my god who the fuck invited Modus, moses's mother here and was like oh it'd be like she's gonna die at your table and i was like no she's not bitch died at my table right? <laughs> like i fed her her last meal and like all my friends were dying and they were like you need to put that in a stand-up and like it's just one of those things where i can't like i've tried multiple times to try to write it but mm -hmm. it's like i'm an asshole <laughs> if i go up there and talk about it so some things are so hard to twist yeah and i i have uh very much respect mm -hmm. for people that can do dark humor and pull it mm -hmm. off yeah, I love right. dark humor. I love dark humor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it depends on what you're talking about, and depends on the audience you're working yeah, with. Yeah, the crowd. But I think also anyone that's great at dark humor has to take those risks because yeah. if they're not, um, if they're too afraid to offend people, then nothing's going to come out of their mouth to begin with. Right. Yeah. Well, like if you try to please everyone, you please no one. Yeah. You know who yeah. said that? Bill Cosby. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. You know what oh. Bill Cosby also said? Nah. I think he's. I think he said. <laughs> Put him pop. Actually, no, but the quote I was thinking was a variation of that. I think it might have been the same yeah, thing. Yeah, something like it that. It might have been the same thing. Yeah, I, I might have been paraphrasing a little bit, but Bill Cosby did have a bunch of quotes Actually, I think like I that. Quote, the quote I read was something like, you know, I don't know what success is, but failure is trying to like please everyone. I'm like, that doesn't age well, Cosby. That doesn't <laughs> age well at all. 
I don't know. It's a little. It's a little. It does. If it if it was somebody else yeah. saying it, it would sound. No, good. it's like a true thing. It's yeah. just like it's like a quote you can't attribute to the guy because like his name is a giant asterisk and well, the context know. really right. invalidates. Well, now it. it's, it's even so more it's like, fitting because he said that. Now that we know. Well, like yeah, it, so hot takes. Do you think Bill he's trying Cosby. to please everybody in prison? No, he's being. He's just selectively choosing who he's nice to in prison now. Did you guys like like were you big fans of Bill Cosby before? No, not really. no, because he's not to really Bill our Cosby. generation. He's really no, he's not. Bill Cosby was the generation. It was he was for the generation of comedians who we look up to now it was one of right. where, like i understood why he was so important but uh-huh. I, thought, I was like yeah it's, it's like, like a lot of humor doesn't age well particularly yeah. if he's like just of the time and moments yeah like eddie murphy even like his old stand-up today's standards he's just a racist and a sexist but <laughs> but like and then, but he was still hysterical and for the yeah. time being he was like no like if anybody calls him that today then they are the dick in my opinion but it's just like you know time it's t- time is everything you know yeah like yeah, that's yeah, I hate yeah. Bill Cosby for the most too. Besides the race, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah what else do you hate Bill Cosby how, how for? Treated, uh, yeah, it's how he treated Eddie Murphy at the time. Yeah. Well, you know, back in Eddie Murphy's time, it was cool to make fun of racial minorities and women. Now it's cool to make fun of politically correct people. Yeah, that's true. That's true. There's a lot of yeah. I was, a lot of whiny assholes on but, stage, and there's a lot of whiny assholes in the audience. The, yeah, I mean, that's you know? there's just a lot of whiny assholes in the world, which is why. I don't know. We live in a weird time. Okay. <laughs> uh, I want to end this episode reading yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah me too. Yeah. Uh, I want to end this episode reading something I found on Reddit that I think will by be Bill funny. Cosby. By Bill Cosby. This was by user uh, slash Bill underscore Cosby. <laughs> That'd be funny. No, this was. Um, I think he's a lot on I, the so internet. For this, for this episode, what I was planning on doing is I wanted to find like a bunch of like just like I wanted to go on like the worst of Reddit on our slash stand up and just like read it because I thought it'd be entertaining. And this is one I think is good for the context of this show. So the title of this reddit post is from user slash octagore and the title is i did my first open mic last night and i bombed and here's what he said i'm still in shambles my favorite football team lost today too and i haven't left the house it's going to take a while to get any confidence in myself again but i think i'll be all right eventually and here's what he said on stage okay i just went up there and started ripping fat people I said fat people have it easy in comedy because they don't have to be funny. I said all they have to do is get angry on stage and everybody laughs like Joey Diaz. I mean, I mean that's at, not that I wrong mean, about Joey I Diaz. Mean, look but. at that guy. Look at that guy. All he's doing is getting angry on stage. If you were one-on-one with him sitting in a car or a small room and he was acting like that, you'd probably be getting scared. People, so he says, people were booing and I almost cried on stage. <laughs> I don't understand why they were booing. That man was killing it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that sounds like a real I winner. mean, honestly, if you I know, went... That's a good way to start your comedy career is making fun of beloved other comedians. Like That's <laughs> that's, that's a good way. Don't write any new... And also just like punch down on fat people with no original well, no, I'm starting my people, set but... tonight with Ellen DeGeneres is a bitch. Uh, <laughs> the thing yeah. is like, so many, so many comics get on stage and they're like, I can be edgy too because I have the exact same charisma as my hero Bill Burr and they go on stage oh, yeah. and they're like um so fat people suck right and everyone in the audience is like what are you talking about yeah you need, you need to work up to that that took, yeah. that took 20 years you know I don't think it's the worst thing for a comic to be booed because the opposite of love isn't hate it's a difference so if somebody's paying attention to you even if it's negative attention you're working with something yeah problem is though a lot but of people... the problem is is that like now he's labeled as like the guy who just went on stage and, and also, was yeah. like and also the guys to... who thrive yeah. on being hated are usually yeah. serial and killers and you have to the... <laughs> yep you have to think of the person that now has to follow it too. Yeah. Um, right. So it's oh not yeah. Just a, that, that person's going to hate you person, forever. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. if I had to follow,
follow that, I'd have to come on stage and sit down and riff with them for a while to uh-huh. let them know, like, hey, I'm here and I'm listening to you. Let's have a fun time. Yeah, right. And then I might be able, after a couple of minutes of getting to know them and asking them bullshit questions like, how long have you been married? And blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and then mm. I could go into my shit because right. now do, they're then you all can do your good fat people jokes. <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. Well, like, now they're all uncomfortable. Yeah. They yeah. don't want to be there, and they probably paid money to go see this dipshit. Yeah. Uh-huh. And and that's why they booed him. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like ability is a big thing. Like, well, it's an open mic, so like there's yeah. just... there's a, like certain comedians that are likable in their hatred. Like Anthony Justin. Like people understand his perspective despite the fact he says horrific things on stage. But like uh-huh. that's just his whole thing. Yeah. 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 But, like yeah. so many people misunderstand so, Bill Burr. In other words, like if you, just, if you just mm-hmm. don't get offended, you'll understand that he's coming from somewhere and that he's yeah. exaggerating it on purpose to. Right. Right. That's the thing, thing to that's do the that. thing too. Like Bill Burr, a lot of people are, oh, he just writes everything on stage. Huh. And yeah, that's just how his brain works because hmm. you know, he's a bad Does he yeah. though? I think he's just no, good he, at hiding it. No, is he? No, he's really? talking before. He doesn't write anything. He just, well, he like. What a champ. Well, but, like, he, that's just him going. Or is that yeah. what he says? He prepares I feel like, his yeah. mind. All right, well, you I, can prepare I guess, your mind though. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's more of what he does. Because yeah. I don't write a lot of my yeah. stuff down. It's all in my head. Yeah. Like I don't write everything verbatim, but I have all my beats written down when I want. But yeah, people don't lose that. But people don't realize the way Bill Burr writes. He writes very well which is using his mind where he comes up with like a thesis of his thing mm. and then he just punch 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 and thesis you, of jokes you really mm. take a lot from bill burr i noticed i do because I, 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 I listen really, i, do I listen to a lot of bill burr recently just because i was trying to get back into old specials that i used to listen to i was like man this sounds just like sean <laughs> <laughs> this, this reminds me so much of sean yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I do think i have a similar writing yeah. style where i oh, most yeah. of my jokes start with me kind of just mm. blatantly saying the topic uh-huh. like mm-hmm. and we're just burning yeah. I, I lost 65 pounds this year that's how i open with mm-hmm. And uh-huh. then I break down how it happened and where it goes. It's kind of like where my writing comes from. I uh-huh. I hope to evolve past it where people synonymous with my voice. But yeah, I you steal from your like you steal from your favorites, and that's how yeah, you craft your own voice. Bill yeah. stole like, his jokes. Just steal no, the not, style. I'm not right. stealing his jokes. Joking, I'm joking. Just stealing yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Bill <laughs> stole his <laughs> from you, just in general, Cosby, yeah. probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all all those comedians like. But you could argue Bill yeah. stole Bill Burr stole from Kinnison, yeah, or uh, Lenny mm-hmm. Bruce, and then like you know, I don't know if Cosby was an influence of him, but everyone who's that age like they all say like Cosby was a huge influence. Yeah, like yeah. Chris, like Chris Rock, Chappelle, and yeah. Eddie Murphy all say Cosby was an influence for them. Yeah. And now everybody, now generation. Colbert the- also says it too, I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, stay woke on Colbert, everybody. <laughs> yeah. No. No, he's, just like, he seems like a nice guy. Yeah, it's like, it's like crazy because like his, his uh, you know, Cosby's like the Simpsons where it's just like so much of he's comedy on has the been Simpsons. formed. Yeah, but like so much of, so much of comedy today has been formed because of him. Yeah, and same thing. You know, it's like same thing with Simpsons. Like so much yeah. of like he helped, television he helped comedy, find the, the yeah. form of comedy. Yeah, like, so he, it's like him, yeah. Jerry Lewis. So it's like uh, yeah, and as Dave Don Chappelle Rickles. said, he's a hero yeah. who rapes. <laughs> yeah, that's just, that's his thing. That's how it is. And I think that's how we should end. Yeah. This I think very that's how we should end this live episode of uh, what a weird episode. <laughs> 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 yeah, episode. I had a good time. Yeah, you yeah. Did, I bet you did not wake up this morning, pour yourself coffee, make yourself breakfast to think you were going to listen to all those things I thought all those things I should have this morning because I had a late night last night. To see the episode title, which is probably going to be titled Conversations with Samantha Ivy and, and Michael Gangelo, parentheses, <laughs> <Yeah>. non comedian. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, guys. That's so fucked up. Guys, <laughs> I'm not going to title it that. But. Guys, where can people find you? Yeah. Oh, uh, you can find me on Facebook, comedian Samantha Ivy, that's I V E Y, or on Instagram, Sam Ivy, I V E Y 92. All right, Gange. Gange, that's why we said guys. Yeah, where can people find you, Gange, if they uh, want to? You can find me uh, wandering around in the woods. <laughs> you're, you're not lying, Just actually. walk outside right. and Literally scream for a non-comedian. <laughs> yep. <and he'll laughs> All right, everybody. This was another episode of To Mike Minimum. Minimum. See, now you got to turn it off after we do that.
finger touch. Yeah, that's what I always do.